0: Recently, an online student asked a question, which may be of general interest, which is, what is really meant by surrender to God? And to answer that question, we have to really see the three elements of it. What do we mean by surrender? What do we mean by God? And what exactly are we surrendering to God? Because if meditation really means anything, it means that surrender so the ordinary sense of the word surrender is a letting go giving up putting down one's arms one's defenses letting go of any sense of alienation and if we think of love of surrender in terms of love then it is an offering of oneself to the other a melting into the other, merging into the other, or letting go of any sense of separation, or distance, or difference. And so then the question is, what do we mean by God? Because in Advaita philosophy, God is not an other. And so we are surrendering to the self, to the self that in principle we already are but that we are, through a process of avidya, or ignorance, we have lost access to, or contact with, or realization of. But we are already that. And the reason we lost that contact, that union, is the defense mechanisms that we created, that we call ego, that have been used to alienate ourselves from other individuals, from other people. And those same defense mechanisms of necessity alienate us from the self and from the supreme self that is within our individual self. And so we have to let down all the ego defenses and the sensor, the mechanism that wants to keep out knowledge that is unbearable to the ego. And to the ego, even bliss is unbearable. Even love is unbearable. And so the surrender requires an internal letting go of one's defenses against a power and a feeling of love, a current of energy, in fact, that is overwhelming to the ego. It's letting go of our evasion of the presence, the intelligence, and the power of the self that will overwhelm the ego and dissolve it in the flow of that divine love. And so to be able to do it, we must have tremendous desire to do it, and at the same time, we must have achieved a kind of lack of desire or vairagya, dispassion, toward those other objects of desire that we have taken on in place of God and we use as crutches to support us in lieu of our ability to surrender to God, whether it's money, sex, drugs, whatever material or psychological crutches we have used to try to maintain an egoic, illusionary existence. We have to let go of that and open to the real power within us. And that means letting go of the mind itself, the egoic thoughts that are the main way we evade the presence within us, the realization of the divine presence. This requires what is called shraddha, or faith. There has to be a sufficient amount of faith that in the letting go of the ego you will find something infinitely greater, more valuable than that which you are letting go of. And in turn, because it's a feedback loop, the more one lets go, the more one will receive the visions, the energy, the power, the glimpses of that supreme reality that will enable one to increase one's faith. And so if one starts with a very small modicum of faith, then it may take a number of rounds of this cycle to develop a sufficient momentum of renunciation of the egoic pleasures and suffering to choose the bliss wholeheartedly. But that's what we're doing. And the more that we meditate with that intention, the more we become yoga yukta. This is a term that you'll find in the Bhagavad Gita. And it means that we become established in the state of yoga. It's not just a temporary or intermittent phenomenon. We have established ourselves there through a practice, a rigorous, disciplined practice of continual remembrance of the presence of God as one's true self. And in that act of turning the mind toward the Supreme Presence, the qualities of that presence will begin to manifest in more and more palpable ways. The first that comes is usually shanti a sense of peacefulness, serenity. And that allows the heart to open, to relax, and to allow the love to flow. And what we thought of as human love, we will gradually realize is divine love. And that there is not a human source, but this human organism is only a vehicle of the source. And once it is realized that the body-mind that we took to be ourself is really only a vehicle of a higher self, then we also will have the margin of vulnerability and uh, fearlessness to be able to see the Supreme Self in every other being and therefore not be competitive, not be in conflict, not uh, be in danger, not be in any sense of either fear or desire, because we already have that within as well as without. And we can see the beauty, the divine beauty in each being. And see it without any sense of envy, without any sense of needing to be one up on such a being, or feel one down, or anything else, because the self that you are seeing in the other, the God-self, is the same self, and one reaches then a uh, a realization that reality is omnicentric the center that is the source of what is real is present in every being, in every moment. And once we recognize that, then the surrender that had started out as a transcendent surrender becomes also an imminent surrender, and. Harmony and unity can grow in bonds of love at this level in the phenomenal plane as well. And that is when it is complete. Because if the surrender is only internal but cannot be made externally in terms of generosity of spirit, nobility, and selflessness in action toward others, toward a community, toward building the most beautiful life and communion with all forms of life, with all of nature, as well as with other humans, to restore the earth to its pristine beauty, then we have not completed that surrender. So it requires the shrata, the jñāna, the vījñāna, which leads to the karma yoga, the seva or service, that is all performed in this state of inner silence and oneness with all of nature, with all humans, with all discarnate beings, with the universe as a whole, and that infinite, transfinite intelligence and presence that encompasses and transcends the universe. And all the while, a recognition, a humble recognition that we are that. And that's what brings the ananda, the bliss, And all of that is available in every moment, including this moment. And so when we meditate now, don't create any thoughts that such a state is years away or lifetimes away. If you desire it now, it will be given now, because you are the one who both gives it and receives it. There are no obstacles between you and God except those you put up. And if you're willing to take them down and you have the power to take them down and the right to take them down, there is nothing that can interfere with achieving the most beautiful and blessed realization of God here and now. So may we all achieve that in this meditation this evening.